Come on, man, you know the thing. Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXB and today is the 13th of March 2023 and President Joe Biden has actually announced 30% tax on all crypto mining in the United States of America. So in today's episode, we're definitely going to discuss what President Joe Biden has in store, particularly for Bitcoin mining. Now you need to understand that this is only applicable for mining companies in the United States of America. And guys, last week, there was a massive collapse of Silicon Valley Bank, which was one of the biggest banks in US. And because of that, the financial economy has suffered. And that has also had a negative impact on the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. Now, because of that, the prices of Bitcoin did actually go below the $20,000 mark. It has gradually pumped up, but the biggest impact it has happened is in the world of stable coins. And Circle USDC, one of the biggest stablecoin issuer, did actually depeg. So we're definitely going to talk about that, quite a lot about it in today's episode. And Monday, guys, is going to be a really crucial day for Circle USDC. And it's going to be really interesting to see what happens in the next coming days, particularly for stable coins. And apart from that, MakerDAO, one of the first so-called decentralized stable coin, also hit an all-time low of 88 cents. And it is currently trading roughly a little below the $1 mark. So we'll definitely go ahead and talk about that. That look as such massive collapse unfortunately should not have an impact on Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies because the whole purpose of creating Bitcoin was transactions to happen peer to peer. But unfortunately, as of today, the current financial system does have an impact on the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. And one thing which I did allude to earlier on, politics and politicians do have a very strong say in the trajectory and direction of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. And guys, in today's episode, we'll also once again discuss which side of politics are in favor of Bitcoin, open source, freedom of speech and innovation. And guys, like we do in every Crypto and Coffee a Day podcast, we are going to be discussing two news from UAE. And the first news is about FD NFT Marketplace and they have opened the first franchisee in Abu Dhabi. So we'll definitely go ahead and explore that news. And the second news is about Purple Finance and they have launched fractional ownership in real estate through tokenization in Dubai and I'm going to be sharing my opinions and thoughts on this. So quite a lot to cover in today's episode. So let's kick start with it right away. Welcome to the Crypto and Coffee at 8, the daily podcast that keeps you up to date on all latest developments in the world of cryptocurrencies, blockchain and NFTs. Join us Monday to Friday as you kick off your day with a cup of coffee and a deep dive into the exciting and rapidly evolving world of digital assets. We'll cover the latest news and trends in the cryptocurrency and blockchain space as well as delve into the growing world of NFTs or non-fungible tokens and metaverse. Plus, we'll keep you updated on the latest developments from Dubai, UAE and the wider Middle East region. Whether you're a seasoned crypto enthusiast or just getting started, Crypto and Coffee at 8 has something for you. Our expert host will provide insight and analysis on the most important topics in the industry and help you stay up to date on the latest developments. We'll bring you interviews with leading figures in the crypto and blockchain space and explore the ways in which these technologies are changing the world around us. From the impact on traditional financial systems to the potential for revolutionizing industries and transforming societies, we'll cover it all on Crypto and Coffee at 8. So tune in and join us for a daily dose of Crypto and Coffee at 8 and let's stay ahead of the curve together. We'll start your day off right with the most important news and insights from the world of cryptocurrency. 
blockchain and the metaverse and help you navigate this exciting and rapidly evolving landscape. In Crypto & Coffee a Day, the daily podcast covers the latest developments in the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain and the metaverse. We'll also bring you updates on the latest news from Dubai, UAE and wider Middle East region. This also includes a range of topics such as developments in the local and blockchain industry, including new projects and initiatives, regulatory updates and policies related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region, local and regional events and conferences focused on crypto and blockchain, interviews with leading figures in Dubai, UAE and Middle East crypto and blockchain community, coverage of any significant news or events related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region. By covering these local and regional developments, in addition to the wider world of cryptocurrency and blockchain, Crypto & Coffee at 8 aims to provide a comprehensive overview of the industry and its impact on the Dubai, UAE and Middle East region. Now before we kickstart today's episode, I have an important message, so check this out. Firstly guys, Startup OI is global one tech platform for tech. It offers global high paying tech jobs with flexibility in working time and location, global free tech events and tech networks to connect with global like-minded engineers. A brilliant platform to listen to the tech experts in Metaverse and to grab their insights. Now listen, all you have to do is download the app Startup OI. If you're using an Android version, go to Google Store and App Store for iOS devices. Alternatively, you can also click on the show notes below to download Startup OI. Next, guys, listen, if you're into fitness, if you're into adventure, if you want to do something wild but still want to keep your health in check, there is a new podcast in town a podcast focusing on obstacle course race in the Middle East. The podcast is called The Race Space Podcast. And The Race Space Podcast is a peer-to-peer community-driven podcast where they talk all about obstacle course race in the Middle East, from Sandstorm to Spartan Race, from Tough Mudder to Desert Warrior Challenge, and also the Government Gulf Games, and quite a lot more. The podcast has interviews with athletes locally and internationally to get insights scoop on how athletes prepare for obstacle course race in the podcast, they also talk about interesting stories on why they are motivated to do obstacle course race. And that's not all. They also plan to release seven NFTs. And these NFTs are no ordinary. These NFTs will represent every emirate in the UAE. And listen, guys, these NFTs are going to be absolutely massive. So do one thing. Go to Spotify. Go to iTunes. Go to any leading podcasting platform and search for Rise in the Obstacle Course Race podcast. Next. Listen guys, there are three things that I'm extremely passionate about. One is extreme heavy metal, ice cold beer and obstacle course race. And Tough Mudder is one of my favorite obstacle course race events taking place in the Middle East. Now if you're into running, if you're into obstacle course race, you definitely need to check out Tough Mudder because they have a massive event coming up on the 18th of March and it is if not in one of the most beautiful locations in the United Arab Emirates. So listen guys, go to the website of Tough Mudder Arabia and look at the events. So there are different events taking place. There is 10k events, there is 5k events and if you have your kids, get your kids along. And listen up guys, Tough Mudder is a series of obstacle and mud runs that will push your physical and mental limits without the pressure of competition. A community built on teamwork and overcoming obstacles where stepping outside your comfort zone is a reward. And listen guys, when was the last time you did something for the very first time? So the event takes place in Ras Al Khaimah. And guys, the location is absolutely brilliant called as Mina Al Arab in Ras Al Khaimah. And you can register for it now on the 18th of March. So you have a 5k event, 10k event. And if you have your kids, get your kids along. If you do want some heavy discount 
and get a 15% discount code. Use the code GEORGE15 which is G for George, E for Elephant, O for Orange, R for Roger, G for George, E for Elephant, 15 that is the number 15. So once again guys the code is GEORGE15 and look guys one of my goals is to do 100 Tough Mudder and I'd really like to do it in Dubai or in the UAE. And finally guys not your keys not your crypto. If you have dabbled with cryptocurrencies and now are seriously getting to protect your cryptocurrencies, there is no better way to protect it by using a hardware wallet and this is where Ledger Wallet kicks in. And Ledger Wallets are hardware cryptocurrency wallets made by Ledger, a company headquartered in Paris, France and Ledger's hardware wallets are multi-currency wallets that are used to store private keys for cryptocurrencies offline. And Ledger offers two hardware wallets, the Ledger Nano and Ledger Nano X wallets. They are world-class experts with extensive crypto security backgrounds. They continuously look for vulnerabilities in Ledger products in a constant effort to improve the level of security. Now, in today's world, securing these digital assets is a critical challenge. And this is where Ledger kicks in. So click the link below to buy your hardware wallet and support this podcast. It is a brilliant way to support this podcast. So what are you waiting for? The link is in the show notes below. Now guys, since you've taken care of that, Let's kick start by looking at the global cryptocurrency market. Now the global cryptocurrency market did actually shake up because of one of the massive banks in the US collapsing. Now since the last 24 hours though, it has definitely picked up pace and as of today, it is at $987.95 billion and since the last 24 hours, it is marginally up by 4.68%. The total crypto market volume over the last 24 hours is $54.67 billion and it is down by 40.63% since the last 24 hours. And look as it is $54.67 billion on the early hours of Monday. But you need to understand that it is still Sunday. In most of the Western countries such as US, Canada, it could be possible that on Monday, the volume definitely picks up pace. Now the total volume on DeFi is ridiculously low at $5.40 billion. And guys, while I was preparing for this podcast, I did actually read a report that since the last 48 hours, DeFi has actually pumped up pace. But when I tried to do my own research, I found it exactly the opposite because the total value locked is down to $43.85 billion. Now, in that report, they didn't mention that Lido is doing ridiculously well. Now, if you look at the numbers, the percentage of Lido has definitely gone up, but the total value locked has actually gone down. So, really, I'm not sure what matrix they are looking at. Once again, guys, particularly in the world of cryptocurrency, make sure that you do your own research. The Lido's dominance has definitely pumped up to 20.61% and the total value locked is at $9.04 billion. Now, DeFi accounts for 9.88% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. And when I was trying to do the research, the numbers have completely shattered and make it our still number second and $7.91 billion is locked in this protocol. But the third and fourth have completely reversed. Usually, Curve Finance used to be number third, but today, Aave is number third and $4.83 billion is locked in this protocol, followed by Curve Finance at $3.85 billion. And usually, the number fifth used to be Convex Finance, but this time it is Uniswap, and the total value locked is $3.43 billion. And guys, if you look at the details via DeFi Llama, the numbers are definitely not looking good. Now, the article that is circulating is literally looking at the transaction volume. It could be possible that a lot of them are selling. Now, selling is also counted as transactions and that's one of the reasons why the transaction volume might be higher. But the numbers are definitely not looking good for DeFi. 
The volume of stable coins as of today, that is 13th of March, is $58.42 billion. And in today's episode, we're definitely going to talk some drama regarding Circle USDC. Now, out of the $58.42 billion, Tether USDT accounts for $41.89 billion. Circle USDC's volume has pumped up at $9.86 billion and Binance BUSD at $8.37 billion. And guys, if you look at the volume of Circle USDC, it is definitely high, but it is definitely not good. $9.86 billion on an average given day might seem fine, but because of the collapse and because Circle USDC was tied up to the bank, people are actually worried about the funds in Circle USDC and they're trying to withdraw a lot of the funds. So we'll definitely go ahead and explore that in today's episode. And if you look at the market cap, market cap of Tether USDT, Circle USDC and Binance USD have all gone down, but Circle USDC's market cap has gone down the most. Now, as of today, Tether USDT's market cap is $72.11 billion and guys, the 24-hour trading volume is $41.89 billion. And one question which I did ask a few days ago, what happens to the remainder 30 odd billion dollars? Is it still kept as a reserve and just completely wasted? Or Bitfinex, the issue of Tether USDT, tried to utilize these funds in other investment protocols and try to get returns. Now, if they do that, that is definitely not ideal for a stablecoin issuer. So, really interesting thought. Now, Circle USDC's market cap used to be $44.65 billion, but it has gone down by well over $4 billion. And as of today, Circle USDC's market cap is $40.64 billion and Binance USD's market cap is $8.37 billion. Now listen guys, Binance BUSD's market cap used to hover somewhere between the $13 to $14 billion range. It has gone down by well over 40%. As of today, stablecoin still accounts for 91.15% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. Now guys, I always do the Crypto Coffee Date podcast from Monday to Thursday. Unfortunately, the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank did happen on a Friday and I did not look at the numbers. But what I'd really recommend you to do is go to CoinMarketCap, go to CoinGecko and look at the volumes either on Friday and Saturday. It is absolutely devastating. Now let's look at the market cap. 24-hour trading volume and dominance between Bitcoin and Ethereum. Bitcoin's market cap is $414 billion. Ethereum's market cap is 100 and $90 billion, and the 24-hour trading volume of Bitcoin is $24.8 billion, whereas Ethereum is $10.01 billion. The dominance of Bitcoin and Ethereum is pretty much the same. Bitcoin's dominance is 42.02%, and Ethereum's dominance is 19.30%. Now, before we get into Silicon Valley Bank's collapse, let's discuss President Joe Biden. He did actually announce 30% tax on crypto mining electricity usage and Cointelegraph has actually provided an article that the Union States crypto miners could eventually be subject to a 30% tax on electricity cost under a budget proposal by President Joe Biden who is aiming to reduce mining activity particularly in the US. Now the official paper was released by the Department of Treasury that clearly explains the supplementary budget that was released a few days ago. Now look as the left-leaning administration is definitely trying to cut down the budget, is definitely trying to reduce the deficit of US, which I believe is roughly sitting at $31 trillion. But you need to understand that they were the one who actually increased the budget because of excessive money printing going on since 2020. The inflation numbers are up. Now it could be possible that these are just news to get it out in the market, stating that the left-leaning administration 
He's trying to bring the deficit down. Because earlier today, I was also following a meme by the Democratic Party on Facebook, which actually stated that President Joe Biden is trying to reduce the deficit. Unfortunately for the Bitcoin mining industry, this is definitely not going to end well because the official paper by the US Department of Treasury clearly explains that the supplementary budget was released a few days ago that states that it would face 10% per year over the next three years and covers electricity generated from both on and off grid sources. Now look as if you're someone working in the mining industry, particularly in the US, this is definitely not ideal. Could it mean that the mining industry will be switching its operations from a democratic state to a republican state or will they try to move to other countries, maybe Kazakhstan, maybe Iran or China? What are your thoughts guys? Mention them in the comments below. Now the White House has also confirmed in a report that it is looking to end the tax strategy for crypto transaction and it estimates that it would raise $24 billion and they are going to do that by taxing the elite in the cryptocurrency world. So definitely not a good news, particularly if you're working in the Bitcoin space or in the cryptocurrency space. And guys, I've asked this question so many times, which side of politics are in favor of Bitcoin, open source, freedom of speech and innovation? Now historically guys, in the US, the states are completely divided. The Democrats are definitely not in favor of Bitcoin, not in favor of open source, not in favor of freedom of speech. And Democrats or left-wing ideologies are in favor of central bank digital currencies. The Republicans or right-wing ideologies are in favor of Bitcoin, open source, freedom of speech and innovation. Now in the UK, conservatives are in favor of Bitcoin, open source, freedom of speech and innovation. The Labour Party definitely not at all in favor of Bitcoin. One of the members of Congress has said some really nasty things, particularly people using Bitcoin. So Labour Party in UK is definitely not in favour of Bitcoin open source, freedom of speech and innovation. Even the Chancellor is definitely not in favour of Bitcoin and Satoshi Nakamoto's message did have a cryptic message to the Chancellor of the Bank of England which did actually state about bailout and this was during the 2008 financial crisis and the collapse that has happened right now of Silicon Valley Bank does actually resemble the similar instance of what happened in 2008 where Lehman Brothers were involved. Now in India guys, the Congress party is definitely not in favor of Bitcoin open source's freedom of speech. The BJP on the other hand are definitely pro-Bitcoin open source freedom of speech. And when you talk about India, the Supreme Court has actually favored Bitcoin and open source. The Reserve Bank of India are definitely against Bitcoin definitely against open source and they are definitely pro central bank digital currency. Now guys let's discuss something massive that did happen on Friday and Silicon Valley Bank was a commercial bank headquartered in Santa Clara, California and SVB or Silicon Valley Bank was the 16th largest bank in the United States and they did have a complete failure and shut down on March the 10th, 2023. Now because of this collapse guys, stablecoins prices widely swung and the gas fees soared as investors scrambled to move money around hours after regulators shut down and the Silicon Valley bankers did have several tie-ups with crypto. Now I did see a couple of memes circulating where Elon Musk did actually offer to buy SVB now really I'm not sure if there is any legitimacy to the mean but if at all he does actually buy, it will definitely save the cryptocurrency world. Now SVB Bank was the second crypto related bank to go under this week and traders are speculating that Circle USDC, which is the issue of USDC, had most exposure to Silicon Valley Bank and roughly around 3.3 to 40 billion dollars were backed. 
by USDC is yet to be disclosed. Now look guys, I was a massive fan of Circle USDC and historically I have always said that in comparison to let's say Bitfinex's Tether USDT, Circle USDC and Binance's BUSD, if given a preference I would definitely pick Circle USDC but looks like things are about to take a massive turn. Now Circle USDC did put up an official blog that stated that Circle USDC can be used 24 by 7, 365 days on the chain but issuance and redemptions are constrained by working hours of the US banking system. This cause is a definite big no, particularly when you talk about the second law of Bitcoin white paper. It clearly mentions that the main benefits are lost if a centralized entity is required to prevent double spending. Now this indirectly or directly is kind of similar to having double spending but nonetheless definitely not a good look for Circle USDC. And in that blog, they have also mentioned that Circle is planning to cover any shortfall in USDC reserve. And look guys, in the blog, they have mentioned that Monday, they are going to be making some more decisions. Now, if you have a lot of your funds stacked up in Circle USDC, to be honest, I would be absolutely petrified. I wouldn't be surprised if Circle USDC could probably go belly up as well because this looks like similar to what happened to Terra Luna within a matter of two days. The entire Terra Luna collapsed. The one argument you can give is because of the centralized nature of Circle USDC, a centralized entity can go out and make decisions faster and they might be able to recoup the funds or have the reserves back. And guys, this is unfortunately the power of centralization in case of Terra Luna because it was decentralized. The community had to decide in order to save the protocol. Unfortunately, the protocol completely collapsed. Now, similar to a centralized entity like Circle, who is behind Circle USD, DAI, which is managed by a decentralized protocol called MakeDAO, is also struggling at the moment. And because of the collapse, they hit an all-time low of 88 cents. And DAI was currently trading at 96 cents, which is relatively better because at one point of time, it was trading at roughly around 80 cents. Now, if you do want to find out updated information, you can do that via CoinMarketCap, via CoinGeek, or any other leading platforms. Now look guys, we talk so much about decentralization and distributed nature of finance and unfortunately guys, I've said this time and over again that stable coins were proving to be a safe haven during times of inflation, even during times of fall. And because of that right now, stable coins could be a reason why the cryptocurrency market is on the verge of collapse as well. So let me try to give my thoughts and opinion on what is going on so far Circle USDC is concerned. Now look guys, you need to understand that Circle USDC is a stablecoin that is backed to the US dollar, which essentially means that one Circle USDC should always be worth one US dollar. Now, in order to ensure that USDC maintains its value, it is fully collateralized, which means that Circle or the consortium that manages Circle USDC holds reserve of cash and other assets that are worth at least as much as outstanding USDC tokens in circulation and right now the number of circulation is roughly around 40 billion dollars now since the last 48 hours it has gone down by 4 billion dollars something which i did mention earlier and one of the institutions where usdc holds some of its cash reserve is silicon valley bank or seb which is a trusted partner to u.s innovation economy however svb suffered a bank run and incurred significant losses leading to a short-term liquidity and crunch and as a result USDC has initiated transfer of their funds with SVB to other banking partners. Now, despite the situation of SVB, USDC is still fully collateralized 
and the majority of the collateral, that is roughly, I believe, 77% is in U.S. Treasury bills, which are direct obligations of U.S. government and considered to be the most liquid assets in the world, and the remaining 23% is in cash held at various institutions, including SVB. However, guys, USDC has taken steps to reduce its risk exposure to SVB by transferring funds to other banking partners. Now, in this unlikely event of shortfall, Circle is committed standing behind USDC and, and covering any shortfall using corporate resources. This means that USDC users should not be impacted even if SVB is unable to return 100% of the funds held on behalf of USDC. Now, look as this could be a test for Circle USDC and the trust and true strength of stablecoin issuers. So, my big question is, what impact does the bank run at Silicon Valley Bank have on USDC Reserve? And how is Circle addressing the situation to ensure the safety of its stable coins? And what measures are in place to ensure the safety and stability of stable coins like USDC? And how can investors assess the risks associated with investing in them? And finally, guys, are stable coins like USDC safe to invest in? And what factors should investors consider when evaluating the safety and stability of the digital assets? Now, what I plan to do is I plan to release an episode on stablecoins where I got and discuss the history of stablecoins, the different types of stablecoins, what are the legal responsibility of the stablecoin issuers, and when you talk about the reserves, how does the transparency works. I'll also go and explore algorithmically back stablecoins, the whole nature of distributed or decentralized stablecoins, and can central bank digital currencies pose a threat to stablecoins as well. Now, if you do have any thoughts and opinions and want to be part of this podcast, drop me an email guys at info blockchaindxb.com or info at area2071.com. Now guys, let's explore two news regarding UAE. And the first news is about FTNFT and they opened the first franchise in Abu Dhabi and UAE. Now the website is ftnft.com. That is F for Frank, T for Tango, N for November, F for Frank, T for Tango.com. Now it is claiming to be a community-centric integrated NFT marketplace and guys, they also have a physical show at NFT Art Gallery and the Ball of the Emirates. And FTNFT guys is a premier raffle-based RNG-regulated NFT marketplace offering next-level NFT community experience and as part of the fastest ecosystem. The FTNFT marketplace currently supports USDT, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Doge, XRP and Binance BNB as well. And the market is now operating on Ethereum blockchain. And FTNFT stands out with its unique ideas of FTNFT Drop, a first-of-its-kind blockchain-based, 100% transparent raffle giving everyone an exclusive chance to win monthly monetary rewards. Now let me go ahead and discuss what today's news is all about. So the news is that FTNFT has opened its first franchise in Yasmal Abu Dhabi and they did that on the 9th of March 2023. And the store is part of Ether Store in Yasmal offering NFTs, food, art and fashion. And FT NFT is located at the entrance of Ether and features 11 screens showcasing different NFT collections and customers can purchase NFTs with, with one tap on their bank cards using the selling terminal at the store. So definitely a brilliant use case and guys FT NFT won the best digital implementation award after opening its mall of the Emirates branch only two months ago and I'm pretty much sure that I did cover this in my podcast. I believe I did cover it somewhere towards the end of November or December. And FTNFT has achieved a remarkable success since the opening of its Mall of the Emirates branch on December 22nd, 2022. And FTNFT, guys, 
is first of its kind empty digital shop worldwide. Now, what are your thoughts, guys? Would you go into a store and buy a physical NFT? Now, surprisingly, Chalu Group, which is one of the leading retail giants, they did actually have a survey and they did ask a lot of high net worth individuals, and they did actually say that they were quite keen on buying NFTs for high luxury goods. Now, will it work for in-store retail products? I really am not sure. Maybe it can. Now, guys, let's discuss some news regarding tokenization in the real asset world. And the news is that PurpleFi has launched fractional ownership in real estate through tokenization in Dubai. So let me try to give us some more information. Now, the website is purple5.io. That is the color purple, fi for finance.io. And guys, PurpleFi is a collective of products that gives access to world of Web3 investing, mutually beneficial ecosystem governed by perp token holders and the ticker symbol is dollar followed by perp and they have a global and a very diverse team now the news is that purple five has launched tokenization and yield aggregator program and guys could it be possible that there might be 100 dollars worth of investment in real estate now through tokenization purple five is making this possible and alex goldsmith the head of product of PurpleFi has said, by creating a digital investment solution that offers the kind of user experience we believe today's modern customer demands, PurpleFi is excited about opening up opportunities globally. Real estates and alternative investments can offer attractive benefits and we aim to make it possible for any individual to access the benefits of investing in the world catered to their own choices that would normally be out of reach. Listen guys, if you do want to get more information, but you need to look at security token offering and in 2018 there was this massive hype about security token offering and the hype was just about to build in but unfortunately that got replaced by decentralized finance so if you do have time go to youtube look at tokenization and people are talking about security token offering being probably 100 times much more the hype than ico that is initial coin offering unfortunately the word security token offering is not utilized quite a lot more, but looks like what Purple 5 is offering is STO, that is security token offering. So let me try to give out more information. Now, Purple 5 has launched fractional ownership in real estate through tokenization in Dubai, and investors can now own a fraction of the property for as low as $100 through the blockchain market. And tokenization involves creating a virtual token representing ownership of a particular type of asset and tokens can represent real estate ownership in several ways due to the enhanced flexibility in use and PurpleFi makes investments available to individual investors using tokenization helping to remove barriers to entry and this is possible because of blockchain technology because tokenization enables eligible individuals to have more control over the assets they own now will this thing work as I really am not sure think of it let's say Burj Khalifa Will average individuals be willing to spend $100, $100 worth of tokens to get a real part of Burj Khalifa? I really am not sure. Now, the market for tokenizing real estate properties worldwide has surpassed $20 billion in size in recent months. And PurpleFi's yield aggregator uses advanced technologies to optimize investment returns, outperforming traditional investment strategies in volatile markets. The platform's machine learning algorithms are designed to analyze market trends and execute trades in real time resulting in impressive returns for investors and tokenization expands the investable universe for asset managers and increases liquidity of the real assets and the total value of land and property sales and mortgages in Dubai has jumped 76.5% 
to $143 billion in 2022, and Purple Fire's platform combines the tokenization of real-world assets with flagship yields aggregator. So essentially, this clearly looks like tokenization. Now, because of that, what it does is it allows micro and small investors to avail fraction ownership of real estate properties, providing investors with increased liquidity. The platform democratizes access to asset classes and makes investing in real-world assets more accessible. In cars in 2018, $30 million worth of luxury condo development project in Manhattan was tokenized on the Ethereum blockchain and investors could buy the digital token, thereby financing the project and receiving a right to underlying revenue proof of property and ownership is administered on the Ethereum blockchain as smart contracts handle the distribution of the rent income among token holders. The tokenization of real assets is gaining popularity in the region of blockchain and cryptocurrency regulations are growing right now. So what are your thoughts guys and one thing which I did mention earlier. Think for instance, let's say if you have a property in Burj Khalifa, what you can do is you can break down the property one feet by one feet, put a digital representation of that in Ethereum blockchain, tokenize it and then put it out for the market. And as and when the value of the property increases, your value automatically increases and looks like what Purple Fire is doing is let's say if that goes on rent. Even the rent property, a part of that can be given back to you. Now, this sounds like an absolutely brilliant idea. And this was the whole idea of security token offering in 2018. Unfortunately, it did not materialize. But look, guys, in Dubai, because of virtual asset regulatory authority, you can get legal clarity on this. And if it does actually work, it could be an absolute game changer. So what I'd really like to do is I'd like to send Alex Goldsmith, the head of product, an email and I definitely would like to get in on my podcast and try to get some more information. So that's all for today guys on the Crypto and Coffee 88 from Blockchain DXP. In case if you have any feedback or suggestions, please drop me an email to info.blockchaindxp.com and also check out my website www.blockchaindxp.com and also check out my website area2071.com that talks everything about metaverse and if you like listening to this podcast, Please click on the follow button, give it a 5-star rating and share the word across. Now for the next few minutes, it's going to be an Ask Anything series. If you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. So let's kick start with the Ask Anything series. Hey everyone, it's Josh from Blockchain DX. We listen to the Ask Me Anything series. Your listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. I have a question by Lainey who asks You've often said once CBDCs are launched, why would one use stable coins? Can you elaborate on that, please? Absolutely, Lainey, and this is such a brilliant question. Now, you need to understand, Lainey, that central bank digital currencies are going to be stable coins. Because if they are not stable, they could may as well implement or start accepting Bitcoin as a form of payment. So one thing to understand is central bank digital currencies are 100% going to be stable in the sense that in the sense that the value is going to be the same. Now, whether it's going to be backed by physical assets, I don't think so. Because that's how central banks all over the world can print money out of thin air. Now they would still be fiat currency, which means they can still be created out of thin air. Now in a sense. It is exactly similar to stable coins except for the fact that they don't need to be backed and this is because of the power that the government can have over its people. But other than that, so far as the value is concerned, the value is going to be 100% stable. 
Now, once central bank digital currencies are going to be implemented, why would you want to use Circle USDC? Why would you want to use stable coins? As a matter of fact, look at Circle USDC. The investors are in complete shambles right now. Unfortunately, if this thing were to happen on a central bank digital currency, you definitely don't need to be worried about it because the government, they will go ahead and recoup all the funds and all the funds are backed by the government itself. And in case of US, it is possible that the governments might just print extra money. So keeping all these things in mind, if you look at it, central bank digital currencies are definitely a threat not only for stable coins but also for XRP. I really am not sure why you would want to use XRP considering the fact that all the transfers in the form of multiple central bank digital currencies where cross-border transactions can be done. Now it might take some time and I'm talking about at least over a decade for multiple central bank digital currencies to be completely mainstream. So I do feel that XRP or Ripple at least has a decade or if not longer for its existence. But in the meantime, what happens to Bitcoin? I mean, you can also use Bitcoin to get instant settlement of funds. Now, the biggest takeaway, Laney, should be where does Bitcoin fit into all of this? Because to be honest, everything that central bank digital currency does, everything that these stablecoins do, Bitcoin does do it much faster, much cheaper, and it is 100% transparent. When you talk about central bank digital currency, what happens in the back end? Only the government officials will know. But in case of Bitcoin, absolutely anyone in the system should know. So ideally, Bitcoin should be the king of all cryptos. Unfortunately, central bank digital currencies will be going mainstream. And you're looking at a time period of, let's say, three to five years. But going back to the question, will definitely be a threat to stable coins. And one thing which I often say is people think that stablecoin issuers are using blockchain technology. This is definitely not true. Stablecoin issuers are playing the role of a bank and stablecoin issuers can go and block his transactions as well. And Circle USDC has actually said, so far as the issuance and withdrawal is concerned, they are going to be following the US banking hours. Now, this kind of thing absolutely does not exist in the cryptocurrency world. When you talk about withdrawals in the cryptocurrency world, they're 24 by 7, 365 days a year. Unfortunately, whenever there is a centralized entity involved, particularly for a stablecoin so a stablecoin issuer, they need to follow banking regulations so far as the withdrawal is concerned. In that sense, I do feel that CBDCs will be much better because you need to understand the scale that they are operating in and it is backed by the government. And despite whether you like or don't like your government, central bank digital currencies will definitely be much better than stablecoin issuers. Or will central bank digital currencies be better than Bitcoin? An absolute big no. So those were my thoughts. I hope I was able to explain your question. So that's all for today, guys. On the Ask Me Anything series in Blockchain DXP. In case if you have any feedback or suggestions, please drop me an email to infedblockchaindxp.com. Check out my website, www.blockchaindxp.com. And also check out my website, area2071.com, that talks everything about Metaverse. And guys, if you like listening to this podcast, please click on the follow button, give it a 5-star rating, and share the word across. And remember, guys, Monday to Thursdays, 8 a.m. to 8.30 a.m., we have Crypto Coffee at 8, where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. And how the series of episodes of the Crypto Coffee at 8 works is we usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the price of cryptocurrencies, major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well. News that has an impact in the cryptocurrency world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE, and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, 
beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, Cause, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. And when you're listening to right now, is the Ask Me Anything series, where your listeners can ask any questions from the cryptocurrency world. So thanks so much for listening, guys, and have a nice day ahead. Bye bye.